Louise McSharry on 2FM. Um, it is Sunday and that means it is the day to talk about popular culture. Yes, that's right. And today I am joined by Jen Morris, beauty content creator and font of wisdom and knowledge when it comes to popular culture. How's it going, Jen? Good. It's going good. It's great Jen to be had a big viral moment this week, guys. I did. I made a tweet about a Toby Island in Love tweet. Island and his growth this season and now I'm famous <laughs> on Twitter for one tweet. How many How many retweets has it gotten? It's almost at 40,000. It's like 39 point something but like you know I just can't keep count because no. it keeps growing. I mean you, you couldn't. Know? How could you stay on top of that? <laughs> well I'm delighted for you. It's always nice to have a brush with that kind of thing. It was an excellent tweet I have to say. Um, now we have loads to talk about today and unfortunately we have to start with the sad news that Sean Locke, comedian who most people will recognise from 8 out of 10 cats, died. So sad and such a surprise it seemed to be like announced and then everyone was talking about it so he passed away from cancer during the week and just there's been an outpouring of love and support from his friends and you know Jimmy Carr is absolutely heartbroken they were so close and what I've loved during the week is everyone is sharing like these gorgeous clips of him and how irreverent he was and he kind of played that like fuddy-duddy character but really 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 well so he'll be sadly missed in the community I think the thing about these people who are on panel shows like 8 out of 10 cats or you know any any of the there's loads of them I can't keep track of them all Mm -hmm. 8 out of 10 cats does countdown blah 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 all those kind of comedy panel shows is that like the same people pop up all the time mm-hmm. so you kind of they're kind of a part of your life if you watch those shows like yeah, you kind of like the goggle box effect like you feel yeah. like you're nearly sitting at the end of their bench yeah, while exactly. they're playing you're having the crack you're in on yeah. the joke and like that's why these comedians are so loved like, yeah and I think that's why people are really feeling this loss mm-hmm. it is it is so sad and like obviously you know cancer I won't use the language, but um, it was good to hear that he died surrounded by his family. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, you know, people have been have been offering them the greatest sympathy. And I suppose he'll never be forgotten mm-hmm. because the clips will live forever. There is an amazing clip going around, though, at the moment where Jimmy Carr asked him what he wanted his obituary to be. And basically he just said, no, why? No. <laughs> I think it gathers him, like it captures him so well, like that people are sharing it a lot. And it's actually a really nice moment between all of the panellists on uh, 8 out of 10 cats does countdown so it was yeah. a really nice moment obviously quite poignant now that he has actually passed but but appropriate that there's but very appropriate that there's yeah. something there that he can kind of oh, give his own obituary almost you know yeah. um, okay next up you are going to serve as a kind of translator for this story because <laughs> I think there will be a lot of people who won't know what we're talking about here but there is a new reality show people are saying they could be the new generation's Kardashians mm-hmm. and it's the D'Amelios the D'Amelios so we've seen time and time again the family format in reality shows it just works whether they're famous families not famous families it just works so the D'Amelios are an American family from Connecticut and and Charlie D'Amelio is the most followed person on TikTok. So she's 17 years old. She has 122,000 thousand million plus followers. And because 122 of, million. 122 million. All from doing the renegade dance. She just became popular all of a sudden. Even to the point that people have these conspiracy theories. They're like, have you ever seen Charlie on your For You page? How did she get so big? Is she a plant in TikTok? So like, she, just to be clear, there is a certain type of TikTok person. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful. It's usually like beautiful, like white girls mm-hmm. who do dances 
reasonably well. Yeah. Well, and, that's how she. That's how it. How they. Uh, this particular type of TikTok person yeah. has become famous, right? Yeah. And she was 15, 16 at the time when she really started to grow. And I suppose young girls could really relate to her that she was like them. She was going to school. She was doing her dances and stuff. Now, as you said there, like that did come into play the race issue because she got massively famous off this dance called Renegade and got millions and millions and millions of followers when there was actually another girl who created the dance. Now, since then, they've collaborated with this girl and they've really helped her grow her page. And now she has this whole career as well because Charlie was humble enough to actually say, I'm wrong. I didn't credit for the dance and I want to give my platform now and help you yeah. have your career as well. So like that was something that came into her path. But the TV show was going to follow her. Now she lives in LA, like they all have to move to LA. It follows her sister as well, Dixie, who also has a massive following on TikTok. But she does get kind of a lot of flack because she's seen as like, she's like the Solange. Like people are like, you're only famous because your sister is famous. But in reality, she is actually quite talented. She has a music career now. The songs chart massively well. They wouldn't really be my style, mm-hmm. but they do fantastically well. Um, And it'll be quite interesting, I think. It is interesting. I think there's an interesting conversation around kind of credibility and authenticity and celebrity that's mm-hmm. happening now. Like I actually just heard this week that there was a conversation happening about the Met Gala. So the Met Gala is happening soon. It usually happens in May, but obviously they couldn't do it because of COVID. And the Met Gala historically has been like the, the invite list has been you know, closely guarded, only peak, 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 peak celebs get to go to the Met Gala. And like, it was a huge deal when Kim Kardashian was invited. Yeah. Uh, remember, she wore the dress, all the flowers, the couch dress. The couch yeah. dress, yeah, um, with the gloves. Yeah, that was a big deal for her to be invited because she came from reality TV. Whereas now, this year, what's being leaked about the guest list is that there are lots and lots and lots of people who are influencers, who are from mm-hmm. TikTok, who are from Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And there's this, this conversation happening about whether or not you know, that's kind of downgrading the event. But I was listening to a podcast I love, Who Weekly, there just just this morning, actually. And they, they were saying that, like, you know, this is the world we're living in. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, this is these are some of the most famous people in the world. Yeah, these are the new celebrities. Like, if you yeah. even think about it, there was huge celebration during the week because Beyonce hit 200 million on Instagram. Like, you're looking at Charlie D'Amelio, who has 122 million on TikTok and has millions upon millions I think in the 50 millions on Instagram following as well so they are the new celebrities they are the new wave coming up like so I I think it's right that they get invited to these things obviously there will be people that think oh I'm not too sure about that but like I think it's it's right that they are included in these conversations because it's the new media. It's it's what people, the younger generations are looking up to. Yeah. You know, so it makes sense to me. Yeah, it's I think it's it's just fascinating because I think it's really showing the people it's showing people's age, I think. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> what it's doing. Um, okay, now, I'm not a huge, big um, kind of superhero movie person, but there has been a new trailer for a trailer, excuse me, for Marvel Studios Eternals. And I am interested in this because it features one of our own Irish stars. It does. Barry Keown is just doing class. Isn't like, he? can we just call a spade a spade there? He's absolutely just doing great for himself. Yeah. And I was the same. I watched the trailer for this new movie, Eternals, and like, it definitely drew me in. Oh, I would looks, not be a superhero person. Brilliant. The cast as well, aside Barry Keown, is insane. Like Salma Hayek, Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, who has my heart mm-hmm. <laughs> so much. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie, Kumaji Nanjani. Like it's a huge, huge thing. And it picks up from, if you are a Marvel fan, 
even if you're not a Marvel fan, I feel a lot of people who have seen this moment in Endgame where Thanos clicks his fingers and, and a lot of things go down. I'm not going to spoiler the movie, even though I don't really know what happened. <laughs> but this picks up after he clicks his finger, basically. Yeah. So, it, looks, it looks brilliant. And it, it is just really, great really to see. Like Barry Keoghan has... He's been very intelligent and, you know, I presume it's him and then also what, whoever his management is. But they, they have made such good choices. He's made so many mm-hmm. really good, top tier, high quality, critically acclaimed movies. Mm-hmm. He's given incredible performances. And now to be part of something like this, such an enormous franchise. like he's, it's, it's huge. Like once you get into Marvel, like it's a massive, massive yeah. opportunity for him. And who knows, like if his character is well liked. You might get a spin-off. You, you might never get a know, movie. Yeah. You never know. Like there could be smaller movies surrounding it because Marvel is a universe. It's it's a cinematic universe. Yeah. So anything can happen. I'm just delighted for him. You know, I am just delighted for him. I met him once oh, on the day of he's like sweetheart. on the day of the uh, One Direction concert in Croke Park. <laughs> I met him outside a pub in Summerhill because at the time I was writing for DailyEdge.ie and uh, the big TV program at the time was Love Hate mm-hmm. and he had played the boy who kills the cat yeah, yeah. in Love Hate and we had written extensively <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> extensively about Love Hate and I was with all my Daily Edge colleagues and then there he was beside us and we were like oh we have to say hello I know. and he was lo- like at the time he was just like 15 or something <laughs> like teenage boy um, and him and his mates they were they were lovely and gas and God bless him then he was and in Chernobyl and yeah. he, he kills a dog in Chernobyl and I was like don't trust Barry Keown around your killing animals, animals. No. <laughs> <laughs> no he's amazing and it is absolutely wonderful to, to see him succeeding mm-hmm. um, now we do have to talk about the other way around because there are uh, celebs in Ireland at the moment we have become a hot spot they're coming out of the woodworks they Sure, absolutely. Bill Murray's here. Bill Murray is here and gave, like, I'm going to say a chaotic interview to Catherine Thomas. Um, So he was on his way to Belmullet to do a bit of golfing. And there was a phone passed around the bus. The poet laureate of the US was on it, read a poem. His publicist was there. There was nieces, there was nephews. They were talking about Tato's pints, bit of everything, really. I love it. And Florence Pugh also here cooking in her Airbnb. Cooking. They love Ireland. (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's an Airbnb, but cooking in her Uh, her She seems just absolutely thrilled to be here. Like, she shared her pint and, and, like you know she seems so happy to be here the people are so nice and I have a little clip actually of her on her Instagram stories I'm currently in Ireland on a new project and I'm loving it here and I can't tell you how gorgeous everyone is every single person I interact with is so lovely and so helpful and so kind and so ready to just have a good time with you which has been really lovely so thank you Ireland for being so generous and welcoming it's been truly i mean i've only been here for two weeks and it's been gorgeous thank you Ireland. thank you oh she seems like a sweetheart it's so funny at the moment we we're just talking about tiktok i don't know if you've seen this louise but there's a trend going around at the moment on tiktok about florence Pooh and she furrows her brow in a certain way in movies and people are like when she furrows her brow something terrible is about to happen <laughs> and they have all these clips from her movies that something really bad is about to go down when she furrows her, her brow in this very specific way Well I haven't seen it but I will be looking out for it um, Okay we have got to take a break but we've got lots more to talk about including Lizzo um, Mariah Carey Brittany all the greats um, and I'm going to have new music for you from Irish artist Carrie Baxter after this Louise McSherry on 2FM Something 
Swimming in the Water and you from Carrie Baxter. That's Irish music for you. And myself and beauty content creator Jen Morris are discussing the week's biggest stories when it comes to pop culture and celebrity. And Lizzo, I played the new single earlier in the show. Lizzo and Cardi B have a new single out called Rumours. And um, as usual, it has to be said, Lizzo is getting some flack. She's getting a lot of flack and she's probably one of the nicest people. It comes across anyway. A lot of people are saying she's so nice in person and she just exudes the most positive energy no matter what you are. It's not necessarily just for plus size women or people in LGBTQI+. It's everyone. She just wants everyone to love themselves. And in the video, like, there was so many like racist comments, fat phobic comments and she got really upset on Instagram live and kind of said like, why can't I just live? Like, I just want to entertain people and like a lot of people have started to come to their defence. One very unlikely person, Offset, who is Cardi B's husband who I didn't expect him to just say like, let her live. Yeah. Um, but it seems terrible. Like she seemed really broken down by it. And then you had the other people that said, well, Lizzo puts herself out there. So she well, should be is, able to take it. Uh, you know, I think it's really hard um, to be in the public eye if you are the first of anything or one of the first of anything. Mm-hmm. And I suppose we know that, you know, people who have tended to be in the public eye forever have not generally been bigger bodied people. And obviously there's a race element mm-hmm. as well. Certainly, uh, you know, that's, you can't ignore that. Um, and so she is really blazing a trail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think lots of people are so grateful to her for mm-hmm. that. But there are consequences to that as well. Yeah. Because you're not- putting yourself out there and you are the person who has to take all of the abuse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no matter how much you ignore people and, you know, and I know because I've been at the receiving end of this, like no matter how much you ignore comments or you, you know, you mute things or you filter things, like they get to you. How they, could they not? They You're a human being. You. Yeah. And I totally understand that as well as a content creator. Like I've had comments about my body or, or things like that. That's really no one's business. Like, but people feel because you're putting yourself out on a platform that they have the right to comment. Yeah. Because they nearly feel like you, they can't see it. Like the person won't actually read the comment. I think that's where the arrogance comes from a lot of times. But I think like when Lizzo said, she said like, sometimes I feel like the world just doesn't love me back. It doesn't matter how much positive energy you put out into the world. That like I thought was so sad because she's such a talented person. She's not trying to be like anyone else. Like as you said, she's a trailblazer, not just because she's plus size, because she's like a flautist. She's a singer. She's a rapper. She's a dancer. (laughs) She's unbelievable. She's amazing. Mm. She does it all. And she's not trying to be anyone except Lizzo. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. It's unfortunately a symbol of the work that still has to be done mm-hmm. um, away from kind of fat phobia, racism, misogyny, all of that stuff. Um, but, you know, obviously there are so many people who absolutely love her for it. And I, for one, am glad we have her in the world. Yes. Um, now, let's talk about Britney because Britney, obviously, back top of the news schedule. People are talking about her all the time and everything that's happening with her mm-hmm. at the moment is getting a lot of attention. But the, I suppose, danger in that is that there will be people who will seek to take advantage of that of course they will because they feel like she's open now the fact that the conservatorship is changing all these kind of things her housekeeper has filed a battery claim against her so like that sounds like when I saw that first I was like did Britney assault this woman or or something like that it makes it sound it's really sensationalised it and uh, Britney's attorney has even said like if it wasn't Britney it wouldn't have even made the news but basically there was some altercation around a dog and Britney snatched the woman's phone out of her hand like there was no hitting there was nothing like that and Britney's attorney has reiterated this so I think 
people are just seeing her as fair game. They're trying to get take their shot, maybe get a bit of money out of it mm-hmm. because obviously things are so sensitive around the conservatorship now and and Britney's next step in her future. People probably think, well, if I cause a bit of a fuss, she she'll won't pay want to, to get known. it to go yeah, away. Exactly. You know, so I feel like it's quite sad, really, to be honest with you. It is sad. It is sad. I think it really betrays the vulnerability that she that mm-hmm. she has. Um, and even the sheriff's department said that it was a very minor d- misdemeanor mm-hmm. if it had happened um, and that, you know, they seemed yeah. I just see, I, I think you see when uh, uh, it says battery, like a charge of battery, yeah. like your mind goes straight to Naomi Campbell throwing the phone. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's so sensationalized. Yeah. I think it's really unfair. Now we've only got a very little amount of time left, but we cannot possibly not speak <laughs> about Mariah Carey's new line of Irish cream liqueur. Yes, Black Irish. So there's three flavours in it and it's there to celebrate her Black Venezuelan heritage and her Irish heritage. And it's an Irish cream liqueur made in Ireland. Made in Ireland? I missed that bit. Yeah, I registered to see what would it be available here and it doesn't seem to be available here yet, but it's actually made in Ireland. Huh. There you are, handcrafted... Bailey's the Emerald your Isle. Out. Yeah, I tell you now. I um, really enjoyed the imagery and uh, Caroline, my producer, pointed this out as well that, you know, Mariah Carey, she likes to lie down. Historically, mm-hmm. we know this about her, <laughs> that she's given many interviews lying down. And indeed, in the imagery, she is lying down yeah. beside the bottle. As she should. Uh, you know, look, I, I think a lot of people didn't realise that she had... I think a lot of people don't actually realise that Mariah Carey's mixed race, mm-hmm. first of all. No. And I think a lot of people didn't realise that she had Irish heritage, but she does, and it's quite strong. Yeah, her mom is half Irish, I yeah. believe. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of celebrities are moving into the, the kind of alcohol market now. Like, it's the new cosmetics line. Yeah. But it'll be interesting. I'll definitely be trying all flavours, I would imagine, if it comes to Ireland. I do enjoy a little Irish cream over ice, you know. I hope it's a um a Irish cream over ice. <laughs> I hope it's uh, successful for it because as you say, there are lots of very successful brands now. There's like Casamigos mm-hmm. is George Clooney. There's 818 Tequila is mm-hmm. Kendall Jenner. There's uh, Miraval Wine, which is Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. I think mm-hmm. they both still own that. Ryan Reynolds has a gin company. There's loads of them. Yeah, there's loads of them. I just, I feel like it's probably a quite easy market to get into. Yeah. Um, because you're kind of, for all intents and purposes, it's just private labelling. So yeah. I feel like she wanted to add something to her portfolio to diversify it. And Black Irish was born. I personally love the name and I look forward to seeing Mariah's journey with um, Irish liqueur. Um, thank you so much, Jen. Where can people find you? At jen.morris on Instagram. Thank you very much. Louise McSherry on 2FM.